You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like a wild I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Time is 8.29 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I'm Drew Croson, at Crow 2 on Twitter, at Crow on Venmo. Especial tonight. To one side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for show me your shorts. papers. Would you say shorts? Sharks. Sharks? I was going to say, I was going to say, show me your tiger cubs. <laughs> to the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. A man who knows what really happened with Carol Baskin. BAU chief. Oh, they're just playing hide the salami. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the entire episode in Tiger King voice. That was actually oh, that was actually my Captain Ron. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm pretty now, sure Tiger King is more up here like Ron. this. Yeah. There Tiger, you go. Tiger, Tiger King no more up here like this. I know. I know. Plenty of people talk like that. <laughs> Gosh, Tiger King is the best show in the history of television. But that's for wow. next week. Yeah, yeah next week we'll do a full Tiger King recap. So Guys, make sure you watch. Yeah, make sure you tune in and, and also watch Tiger King so you can be caught up on Netflix. Yeah. Guys, as you might have become aware, there is no sports. There are no sports. Sports are gone. We are in a sports wasteland that applies to all sports. Last night, I caught, two nights ago, I caught myself watching Aussie Rules football only because it was the only sport still on. And then the next day, it announced that it was over. Oh. So there are no sports. I think actually the Belarusian soccer league might still be going on from someone I told I talked to, but I have no way of finding how to watch that. So the the Ocho uh, had a lot this weekend, but I think that must have been recorded. Yeah, all that all that's stuff. pre-recorded yeah. stuff. Um, the in sports news as well, the Olympics postponed until 2021. Right. So like there literally are no sports. Yeah, that and people, so we might have a summer Olympics and then a winter Olympics within six months. Guys, I know we might have a yeah. Tour de France kicking off at the same time as the first Auburn football game. I mean, we're gonna have the Euros. We might not have Auburn football games. We're gonna yeah. have the Euros. Like, well, I guess it's not as bad this time <clears> because it would have been Euros and then like eleven months later the World Cup. But now it's gonna be still like seventeen months later since they're doing it in the winter of right. that year. But uh. I, I know a lot of people might be concerned. I mean, maybe you should be a little concerned about sports later in this year, uh, football and stuff, because the Olympics were canceled today. But uh, I think a big part of the Olympics being canceled was that there were still qualifying events for a lot of the events right. left to go that weren't going to happen. So they just they really just couldn't do it. And because most people think that a, that a lot of 
that like countries like Australia, it's going to get really bad there. Yeah. It's fall. Yeah. Yeah. The Southern hemisphere uh, could, yeah, be happening as soon as it all clears up in the Northern hemisphere. That said, it's, it's ravaging some Southern hemisphere countries now. Yeah. Even though the president of Brazil claims it's not that big of a deal. He called it a little bit of a cold. So, oh. the, uh, I think it's going to go uh, right there. All the gangs that are enforcing the uh, curfew in the favelas is what I heard. Well, the favelas are a fascinating. <laughs> if you haven't started watching the Amazon series about the Brazilian national team, that's a good one, too. Because it kind of goes into what's going down with the favelas. And the fact that the government of Brazil is just like literally no one trusts it. Brazil's has about a hundred million. It's a two thirds the population in the United States, so it's a gigantic country. Yeah, it's got it's a top ten GDP country. It is a large landmass country, largest Portuguese speaking country in the world by a long shot. And oh, by far, like the they spend a lot of money. They travel a lot. It's a growing economy. Meanwhile, that, we don't ever think about Brazil. We talk about England and Europe. Brazil makes makes and spends more money. Than almost every country in Europe. Well, uh, Brazil is the like number two visitor of Disney World. Like oh. they, they uh, have Dis- the Disney Corporation makes financial decisions based on Brazilian tourists coming to Disney World. The Orlando Magic have Portuguese ads that run all around their stadium. It's wow. crazy because they are attempting to become Brazil's NBA right. team. Why not? Because because of that, they got more. Yeah. There are more Portuguese speaking tourists to Orlando than any other language but English and Spanish. It's like it, it it's like a rite of passage as a Brazilian like teenager to go to Walt Disney World in <laughs> Orlando. Is, this is crazy. <laughs> so okay, this show is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. We, so we teased, on to more serious this. things. Yeah, we teased this back in the summer in our off season podcast that we were going to do a show. In which we watched the classic 1992 comedy Captain Ron, starring Martin Short and Kurt Russell. But Ryan had never seen it, and that was why. We were like, well, then we have to do it, and we're going to watch Captain Ron. I had never Ron. heard of it. I yeah, never Ryan never heard, heard of it. That is insane. 92 is years before Ryan was on the scene. He was a mere twinkle in his parents' eye. His parents were probably in college. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Hold on. come on. My older brother was already born. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, if you don't know, Captain Ron's 1992 American film directed by Tom Eberhardt, produced by David Permit, written by John Dwyer of Austin, Texas, for Touchstone Pictures. It stars Kurt Russell, it's titled The Titular Captain Ron, a sailor with a quirky personality and a checkered past. And Martin Short is an upper middle class <laughs> suburban family man who hires him to sail a yacht through the Caribbean. Do y'all say Caribbean or Caribbean? It depends on if you're saying pirates with it or not. Uh, who cares? I use it Caribbean, but when I'm thinking about pirates or yachts or sailing, it's Pirates it's of the Caribbean. It's, it's named it's after Caribbean the Carib people. So right, then yeah. I still say Caribbean. Caribbean, Caribbean doesn't matter. So fun fact: so, I didn't know the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney existed before the movies. Oh my god! The movies came first. Cheapers, creepers. Huh? Well, <laughs> Ryan, you were how old? Uh, eight when that movie when came the first out? Pirates came out. Yeah, uh, it came out like 2001, didn't it? No, I'm thinking 03. Let's see. Could have been 02, maybe, but. Did they ever make a good one? I was a freshman in college. Came out. Maybe. 
I think they so, keep trying to make those movies so they can finally make a good one. Curse of the Black Pearl, 2003. First one's good. First hey, one's yeah, good. hang on. The first one is really good. First one's good. You guys, you guys need to reevaluate mm-hmm. how you use the word good. No, the first one's a good Look, movie. To an to an eight year old who wants to go see pirates, that was an amazing movie. Oh, it's good. Oh, this is like I used to think the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick was good. <laughs> uh, no, pirates one is good. Uh, two and three, not so much. When was the last time you watched Pirates One, Chief? Um, I don't know. Exactly. Eight years ago. Uh, about a year. Yeah. Seen it like a year or two ago. That's yeah. Is it rewatchable? Would you ever think? Yeah. Sure. You know what? I want to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, I my time, my time is limited. Oh, I know plenty of people that love those movies. Man, the better oh. Caribbean movie though, this is Captain Run. Oh, obviously. Okay, so here's the deal, Martin. Short plays a guy named Martin Harvey. Jack Frost. Which I think they cast Martin Short to play Martin Harvey. And Kurt, this whole movie has casting problems. <laughs> well, it has one massive casting problem. Right? Martin Short was and is one of the funniest people who is who have ever lived. He is hilarious. Yeah, he was in the Santa Claus Three. Oh God. I'm gonna keep that one alone. He was in the film <laughs> The Three Amigos, which is one of the funniest movies ever made. Anyway, he's one of the funniest SNL guys who's ever done it. He's played for, he's played straight man before. Well, for some reason they make him the straight man. Kurt Russell, famously a dramatic actor, an action star, he is look, the comedic if I, role. If I look up Martin Short and IMDb, his first result is Jack Frost in Santa Claus Three. Oh God, get out of here, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Saw that in theaters. He's Jiminy Glick. Yes, man. Jimmy Glick's a hilarious character. <laughs> but, like, okay, again, picture these two characters switched. Make Martin Short Captain Ron and make yeah, Kurt but Russell. You, you, don't, you don't believe, you like Kurt, you don't Russell believe Kurt Russell is inept, though. That, that's well, why you can't do yeah. that. that. And he would throw Martin Short overboard. Martin Short has – yeah, Martin Short, uh, I don't know. You believe him as uh, bumbling or inept. You get that from him. He, he's he was he was and going this for is a Steve Martin kind of role. This is taking nothing from Kurt Russell's performance. I think he oh, is sure. fantastic in this film. He's amazing in it. Amazing. I just think Martin Short is a little well, bit wasted. We should we should see what Ryan Ryan. What was your overall thoughts on this film? Uh, it, it was a '90s movie. I mean, I, I think I mentioned to Drew earlier. It was. National Lampoon's Caribbean Vacation. It's yeah. Pretty pretty clearly that <laughs> got the mom and dad, two kids, and uh, just replace Captain Ron with Cousin Eddie. Call it good. Yeah, it's very much, uh, very much. I thought that was a very astute uh, observation on that. <laughs> uh, um, Didn't think I could reach for an 80s movie, did you? Yeah. Have you actually seen Vacation, the original? Yeah, I've seen oh, all okay. of them. Oh, Moose oh, I told you. I've seen so, probably more 80s movies than 90s movies. That's that's the secret. Well, 80s movies, right. yeah, 80s movies are better than 90s movies. So, okay, Ryan, to your point, it really is just like a vacation movie. Yeah. Because you've got the dad who really wants the perfect family vacation. The, the, son, the son and the daughter, the daughter who really just wants to hook up with dudes, and the mom who is just a firecracker. The only difference is that Captain Ron would be like if Cousin Eddie was the movie. 
Like that was yeah. the, like Cousin Eddie was. Oh, it's Christmas Vacation too. He he carries that film. If you've ever seen that, not great movie. No, I never saw Christmas Vacation too. Yes, there's a Christmas Vacation too. Oh, and so I'm looking at the the writer credits. Uh, uh, the guy that directed it, no, Tom Everhart. Uh, who directed this? Uh, this is directed. You're looking at it, aren't you? By Tom. Tom Ever- Everhart. Tom Everhart. He also did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Classic. Uh, um, he did. Yeah, that looks like his best movie that he did here. Um, but yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is great too, Ryan. If you've never seen that, of course um, I've seen that. But yeah, if you think about it though, Rick Moranis plays a straight straight man in that too. You got another uh, an SEC SCTV alum, goofy guy, to play a straight man in a uh, in in a comedy, well, family yeah, comedy. So, that's true. Uh, so one of my takeaways from this was that it, it is a family comedy. There were so many crimes. Oh, so, so many crimes in this movie. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Ryan, have you seen it? You said you mentioned you liked 80s movies. They're chock full yeah. of like uh, illegal, illegality. That, uh, <laughs> 80s movies are well, 80s movies that are family movies are have real tone problems in which there are always <laughs> like either topless scenes. Which oh, yeah. Make no sense. Or. Just random things that should not be in kids' movies. Yeah, th- this is yeah. Th- this does. I mean, like you said, you said this was a '90s movie. This is an early '90s movie where you're still getting yeah. a little bit of '80s uh, stuff, like so, the uh, random n- nude scene in the in the shower. Yeah, and, right. And, so there's, uh, there's the that I don't remember for five minutes. Don't remember it at all. <laughs> right, I remember that. The as first a kid. five minutes, the 16 year old is getting engaged, and then when they right. get to the first island, she's. Uh, show anything but you're kind of led to believe she's going to hook up with a bunch of older dudes uh let's see the, the, the kid, 16 year old uh, what, within, within, within actually seconds of meeting captain ron the 16 oh, yeah. year old daughter is, uh, is is a sex object like captain ron is well, joggling her and thinking that she's the younger wife of so, martin short so i would like to point out that chick was 20 when they made this movie so duh so you don't so why not just say she's 18 17 or 18 is what they probably yeah. should have done. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, uh, so we got the, we got the 11 year old son. Uh, he's drinking beer. Uh, there's another crime. Yeah. Uh, sure. There's there's a the, the gorillas, which we'll get to the gorillas in a minute. But uh, when when they're in jail in Puerto I, Rico, yeah, when they're in jail in Puerto Rico, the uh, agents like, oh, forget about those guys. You bright revolutionaries in the country, no big deal. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. But they were throwing him off the island. Yeah, but you can't really do that, right? That's well, like saying you're kicking them out of Georgia. It's, it's U.S. state or territory. It's, it's all the U.S. No, that was, San, that was San Juan they were on. San Juan is the capital of Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you can kick them out. You can kick them out. It's it's a territory. I think they they, they still have their own so- uh, sovereignty. They do. Okay. They're still their own country. They just sort of pay taxes to us and <laughs> <laughs> they can't vote. But, you know. Right. Yeah. They they vote this for movie, their own. Yeah. This movie yeah. also has a very intense like sex scene between Martin Short. Oh yeah. And his wife. Very. <laughs> when they find Clark Gable's initials on the bedpost. Yeah. 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 Again, well, it's, ro- it's romantic. Film. 
you know, they don't show it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just playing hide and salami. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's not. A, it's not a shower where they're drowning. Yeah. The, what was the, the movie rated? Um, it was PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Okay. That's, exactly. that's what surprised me is I, I figured oh if this is when there was no PG thirteen then maybe it's not rated R, but like. No, hmm. because PG thirteen. They made just, use of their their one F bomb and I guess uh, not full frontal nudity but pretty close to it. Oh, they showed nips. Yeah, uh, from like a from a different angle. But it, it, I my observation was it just watching it as an adult because I literally I probably saw it on TBS twenty years That's ago. That's gonna be a really different movie on TBS. Uh not really. They just Red Dawn. Not, oh yeah, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Red Dawn. And. Uh, Temple of Doom were the first two movies yeah, to be right, released right. Yeah, Temple, in 1984. Yeah. Sorry. I only know that because of Temple of Doom. I didn't know that's what you were looking up. Um, yeah, that's why there's a ton of 80s movies before that that are all, were all PG and had like full-on like straight-up nudity in it. As long as there was not like sex and a lot of F-words, it was going to be PG uh, before that. But yeah, it just it reminded, or it showed me, I'm like, man, these movies are kind of genius in a way because i didn't i don't I, all, all of that went over my head i didn't remember i didn't see the lady's uh, uh breasts as a as a child um because i was eight when i would have we rented this movie from video plaza in fort Payne, alabama shout out shout out to vp video plaza uh, still doing it no god no okay they, they went under before i left town i think uh, there is still a, um a local video rental place in austin texas Wow. Now that yeah, makes sense. that makes sense for all. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, all, all, all that stuff, all the semi dirty jokes, but there's not there's not a lot of cussing in this movie. So um <laughs> that that uh Yeah, it's true. There's not a lot of cussing in Captain Ron. And, and so. it for a for a PG-13 movie, there's not a ton of other stuff. It probably got the PG-13 rating because it showed the nipples in the shower. Well, and the and the the it's, gorillas are kind of scary if you're a little kid. Well, they they do drop an F bomb. They use they use their one. Yeah. Well, back then, I I don't think you even got got get the one. Usually, I maybe would have got it. Got the PG thirteen rating for them. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. It was a uh, it was a different experience watching it as an adult than it was a kid, but it's still fun. I still enjoyed it. So, so I've got a quote about the '90s in general. Uh, sure, you know, I, I don't really remember the '90s. You guys do. Oh, so, was every single family uh, simultaneously super rich and in massive debt? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is, that, is that what the '90s was? That, that was my observation at the beginning too. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we can get, get out from under the second mortgage and pay off the credit card." All this credit card debt. Yeah, two hundred fifty grand in debt, but also they look pretty well off. Like, well, so they have to do that to make them relatable. They but wanna, it's like okay, so so the family in Home Alone, it's right. Griswold. It's like it's all these. These are pretty. Well, in are the nice homeless people in debt? All I know is homeless no, people have no, they're a just ton of they're just they're just super rich. The yeah. idea, the amount of money they have to have to take the entire family, an extended family, 
yeah to uh paris for christmas yeah and then go they to must, new york the next year they must own a chain of mcdonald's yeah or an airline <laughs> Yeah. In, uh, some hard times these days, then. Oh, it's true. Hopefully. Okay, so in this best. film, he he decide, um, uh, Martin Short decides to take his family on a boat that was given to him by his dead uncle that was once owned by Clark Gable. Um, and he wants to go to the island of St. Pomme de Terre, which is French for potato. St. <laughs> potato. Is that said? So he's, 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 yes. He's no, his Irish. wife is like. His wife says that means potato. He's like, no, it doesn't. She's like, no, it it means potato. Yeah, same potato. Uh, it's a very Irish thing. Yeah, that's exactly. racist, right? That is racist. <laughs> uh, All right. So when they get to Saint Pom de Terre, um, they discover that the yacht is in terrible condition. The yacht broker cancels the plan and hires yep. a local sailor, Rico. We gotta start. We gotta stop right here. <laughs> it, it, Ryan, I it, was the yacht broker in blackface. He was or, in or brown human face, face, I think. Brown face. It's in Latino face. If that's a thing. Really? It was. No, yeah, I mean he looked like he had like these the biggest spray tan. Which again, brown, I brown kind of face is a thing, but, but uh, it was it was bad. You mean like Al Pacino? In no, I, I don't think he actually was. Yeah, I mean it was. It was it was he looked a little Sicilian, maybe about that. It, he looked like my church Easter drama when they had to put on makeup. I was told for because the lights made you so pale. Uh, and now I want I. Sort of think we did brown face in our uh, church Easter drama. Yeah, anyway. sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he looked like. Uh, I mean, yeah. So they hire Ron, I guess, because Ron's cheap. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The, the yacht broker's like, we're not going to be able to make any money off of this yacht. Yeah. Yes, he he says hire somebody local is what the guy says. So they, uh, <laughs> you, the local guy shows up, pulls out of a, a beater of a car and rolls up, and it's Captain Ron. The car falls into the ocean, famously. Yes. The guy whose car it actually is comes out shooting at Captain Ron because he's stolen it. Guys, if you haven't seen Captain Ron, stop this podcast. That it was, was $3 on was Amazon a, to rent yeah. and watch the film. That was a great gig because you never see anything of this guy. On the shoreline, right. runs up and goes, you stole my wife, but you're not stealing my car. Yeah, yes. Gunshots. <laughs> yeah, that's and how he gets, he gets tackled by a group of, uh, group of people on the shore. Trying Apparently to very it. protective of Captain Ron. Captain Ron's the kind of guy that has a lot of friends. <laughs> and a lot of enemies. And a lot of enemies. Because <laughs> he makes a lot of enemies by making certain kinds of friends. I really think, I really think Captain Ron is... This like he's this character that there's a large number of people who would love to just go move to Belize and become Captain Ron. Yes, absolutely. Me, I am one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I didn't realize without the stealing physical right. comedian. I didn't realize how good of a physical comedian Kurt Russell was. Oh yeah, man. This movie though, because usually he's in action movies or he's in you know serious like you know miracle kind of movies, and uh, just there's the scene where he's the first he's first time he's putting oil into the engine he just kind of throws it all over the kid. <laughs> there's the uh, he, he walks up on the dock he takes the sunglasses off and there's the eye patch under there and just totally <laughs> sells it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> catching the fly, letting it go, catching the fly, letting it go. <laughs> the, the scene uh, where he's uh, asleep in the bed with his gla- glass eye showing <laughs> is great. Uh, uh, I Before we go much further, I, I before I forget, I want to say, Ryan, you now have to watch three other movies. Oh, jeez. Overboard, starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, man. I forgot about Overboard. Overboard is a great movie. Don't watch the new one. I haven't seen it, but it can't be as good as the original. Uh, Russell's an American hero. Uh, Escape from New York. Which, okay, Chief, is... I have a theory. Is I, Ron... Yes. Is, is Ron just Snake Pilskin? And yes. Is this just a, a sequel to Escape from New York? It's a prequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> because Escape from New York is in the, in the future. So. Oh, right. So this is what Snake's doing. Yeah. Before, yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, and then you is have this, to watch Escape from Metal LA. Gear Solid. Snake. Uh, Snake uh, in Metal Gear Solid is very much modeled after and named after Snake Plissken, yes. Okay, uh, hang on. Escape from New York. And then Escape from LA. Yes. God, you have to makes, watch Escape from LA. Doesn't he make a full court basketball shot? <laughs> to save oh, his you're, life? Not, you're not kidding. He, he does look like Snake. Yeah, yes. man. And so he. In the Escape from L.A., a gang leader is going to kill him unless he can make a basketball shot. <laughs> and I want to say it's like full court. I think that sounds right. Like, And he does it. And yeah. he doesn't throw it. He jump shoots it like a full court. And oh. He makes it. <laughs> Escape from <laughs> L.A. Cowboy is, boots. So, Ryan, this is a spoiler, but I'm just going to go ahead. Escape from New York is a like very serious like sci-fi horror type movie. It's not... Thriller, I, I would say. Movie. Okay. Escape from L.A. is just an absurdist comedy. Yeah. And there, it's a sequel to Escape from New York. <laughs> and it's like the opposite. Theater. Is it a TV sequel? Or? No. no. It has the, the same theaters? people in it. I saw Escape from L.A. before I ever saw Escape from New York. How about that? <laughs> yeah. One, another too. video plaza rental. But yes, you have to watch all three of those movies, Ryan. It's worth it. I gotta find some movies for you guys to watch then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's gonna be holes. Seen it. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Not gonna watch it. (laughs) Are you gonna read it though? Probably not. Even less. That's the that's the witchcraft books, right, Crow? Yeah, I mean, I had to burn the the church house. (laughs) (laughs) So back to Captain Ron. All right. So the Harveys decide to stop. Wait, time out. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Wikipedia. We're still going for the recap, okay. So our yeah. our uh, brown face clad uh, yacht broker gets hey, he hires up. Ron Rico, and we've met Ron. Turns out Ron claims to have piloted the USS Saratoga, which <laughs> which in in Vietnam maybe that scene is one of my favorites in the whole movie where he's parking that boat and he's coming yes. in at like full clip into a <laughs> marina and people are diving off their boats. <laughs> And leaving a restaurant that he's going to run it. And he just 
yams it, like completely stops it on a dime, gets I, out, looks at a waiter and orders a margarita yes. and then starts dancing. And then everyone him. starts dancing. Everyone starts dancing. <laughs> that at that moment, I remember watching this film and going, man, I don't want to be Captain Ron so bad. <laughs> have have I ever, ever been uh, sailing on a sailboat? Yes. I have as well. It is uh, interesting. I'll say that. It's a good time. Sure. Sure. My, my granddad. My wife and I's first date was on a, a, a tiny sailboat, like a, a dinghy almost. And my uh, granddad um, was lucky enough to fulfill many of his dreams in his life. And one of his longtime dreams uh, was owning a sailboat. And he, he did that for a, a short time and took sailing lessons and then insisted that we all go out sailing. And God rest his soul, that was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but we did it. And it was something. It's not easy. It's not easy work sailing a boat. No, it's not easy. Even tiny boats. It was not hard. Yeah. I almost uh, like decapitated my my ex girlfriend now wife. <laughs> ex girlfriend now wife. It was uh, it, <laughs> the boat I sailed on was not quite as big as uh what it, what was the name of this boat? Do we know? The Wanderer. The Wanderer. The Wanderer. It wasn't quite that big, but uh. It was, it was something, but yeah. So a, a family learning how to sail is uh, is, is tough, and 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 Ron, the montage esque way in which they show Ron uh, doing that is pretty accurate, I guess. So. Yeah. All right, back to the plot. Back to the plot. So he he leaves uh, immediately on the boat. Like immediately on the boat because he's getting shot at by the owner of the, the car that he yeah. took to the boat. Yeah. Then he takes Ben's money in a game of Monopoly. Ben, the, the child, gave Ben a beer and then later charges Ben for the yes. beer because Ron's the king. Two fifty. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. He refers to Martin as boss, um, but Martin does not ever like him. Doesn't think he he does never thinks that Ron knows what he's doing. He also gets really jealous that Ron might uh, be kind of attractive to his wife and maybe daughter. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kurt Russell is attractive to everybody. They, uh, now, of course, he is. Honest, He's a beautiful to man. To be fair, in, in this movie, they didn't do something that you might see in a vacation movie, where the daughter would have been overtly sexually attracted to to Ron and and right. vice versa. The right. only the only thing they have is him thinking that she's uh, his his wife at the beginning, but then after that, it's he, all Ron has eyes for is the wife. He's looking down her shirt and sure, our, yeah. I, all Ron has is an eye. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, uh, I walked all over your joke. Geez. Yeah, well, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, they they did spare us the weird, awkward any sort of awkward sexual tension between the daughter and, and Ron. So I, I, I think have plenty of sexual tension with everybody else in the movie. So I think sure. felt like they needed to do that when they realized they had written her to be 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause had they written her to be 18, they probably would have given us tons of it. Oh, sure. Sure. So then, which they, they could have, to, it doesn't make any sense that they didn't make her 18 because she's 20 in real life and does not look 16 in any way. No, not at all. They she's also, up. she's also in one of my, uh, sorry to, <laughs> Step all over that again. She's oh, in one of my other all-time favorite movies, Can't Hardly Wait. 
Oh, uh, yeah. First, she's just an extra in that. She's in it. It's good. Ryan, have you ever even heard of that movie? Not even the chance. Okay. Ben Harvey's name in real life is also Ben, which is terrific. Yeah, they weren't very creative with the names in this movie. And he's in the he used to be on the TV show The Nanny. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Wasn't he also in Beethoven or uh, Father of the Bride? He was in one of these other 90s family comedy movies. I, I, no, I don't see that. I see okay. he was on Jeopardy as a contestant. Really? <laughs> yeah. Celebrity Jeopardy, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, Teen Celebrity Jeopardy. Teen you, Wow. D3, okay. The Mighty Ducks. He was a sports announcer. That's right. He was on the television show, one of my mom's favorites, Numbers, on CBS. Really? Yeah. Just one and episode? Yeah. He, seems, he seems like a one-off. Oh, he's a one guest episode. appearance. He's the victim. He was a train expert. Oh, it looks like he did a lot of voice work in the uh, mid-90s. He was a... Um, Hmm. This was his first acting gig. He's currently the director of he operations. He's currently the director of operations for Universal Studios Hollywood. No way. Not a bad way. gig. Is he really? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. That is wild. Benjamin Salisbury. He was also in Domino's Pizza commercials featuring Fudgems. Domino's okay. then new mini brownies in 2006. Yeah, this was his first acting gig. Interesting. Ryan, have you ever seen the Mighty Ducks movies? Oh. Guys, his geez, name was... Come on. Never mind. His name is Benjamin. <laughs> Everything he does. Yes. yes. It's like he can't... He can't I wonder if that's his contract. Like, no, I have to be Ben. Yeah. So I won't answer. A lot, well, to be fair, a lot of times when you're an extra in things, they <laughs> just give you your your own your actual name as your name. Well, it seems like that's, that's usually reserved for the stars, too. Like, you know, Martin Short is Martin... But well, like The Office, everyone's name is their real name. Like half of them. All the writers who happen to be also on the set on the set are named like Creed is named Creed. Angela's middle name is Angela. Yes. That is okay. a very office thing. So Captain Ron uh, decides to take him to this random island in the Caribbean. Martin decides to go on a nature walk, runs into guerrilla army members. What? They, they get lost. Yeah, this is the, uh, the island next to Saint Croix. I have a I have a question to ask at the end of all this about this, but at this point in time, we feel like they're Ron has gotten them lost. Oh, for sure, he got them lost because they've uh, they their whole thing is Martin wants to take them to all these off the off the beaten track islands, and they think they've arrived at one of those, and it's not. It's a different island. Because they don't want right, to go to all the all the tourist touristy places is what what they want to do. It's supposed to be a spontaneous vacation that Martin is taking him on, although he's got thoroughly planned. Yes, got a little too spontaneous. Well, he he has thoroughly planned it out. He complains more than one time during the movie about their spontaneous vacation that he has meticulously planned. Mm. So. Okay, so moving right along. He gets ca- <laughs> Martin gets captured by these gorillas. Um, there's a gorilla gorilla joke. It's this is where I learned. Yes, this is where I learned about gorillas, like gorilla fighters, from this movie at eight years old. Yes, because I was like gorillas on this island. Oh man! And then it's right. just some dudes, and I'm like, what? And then my dad explained to me what. <clears throat> 
he had to explain the joke to me yes. as an eight-year-old. So then Ron bargains for Martin's freedom by giving by saying, hey, we'll give you guys a ride to the next island over. They give him some guns. Martin gets mad because he doesn't want any guns on his boat and then tosses all the guns overboard. And that was a, was a hilarious scene because he realizes that he's now powerless against these gorillas who have guns yes. he does. Um, yeah. Well, so then the, they give the, the guns were to protect them from the Car- from pirates the of the Caribbean. Right. Yeah. Like the ride, as they point like out the in the movie. But Ron... I, I was so confused because I about the movie. Like, I knew about the ride, but I thought Wait, the ride was from the Wait, you found out today? Wait, you thought the ride was from the movie? Yes. Because well, if you go there now, it is themed for the movie. Right. Well, I part realize. of it is like two two seconds of it are they have and they have like Jack Sparrow at the end. The rest of it has nothing to do with that movie. Are are you what? The day you oh. found out that the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is not old, it is older than the movies. You yeah, were I how had many? To pause the movie to look this up. By you were how many years, years old when you discovered years. that? <laughs> uh, just turned twenty five last week. It's one of the original rides. Well, I'm not an original person. It's also referenced in the in the film uh, Jurassic Park when Ian Malcolm says, "Yeah, but John, when the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists." One of the best lines in the film. <laughs> now he was not he was a chaotician, but it doesn't mean he sees the future. Yeah, Ryan probably didn't catch that. I didn't catch it when I was a kid. No, I was just looking at the dinosaurs. Yeah. You have to have seen Jurassic Park in the millions of times. As Speaking I of, Jurassic Park came out two years before you were born, didn't it? And two and years after three. Captain Ron came out. Man. You think about the, the way this movie looks versus the way that movie looks. <laughs> this movie looks like it was shot 40 years before I mean, Jurassic Park the, came out. The, wor- the, the most dated part of this movie is the opening. Opening nearly yeah, 10 minutes. Like credits and like yeah. him like going through the 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 uh, driving to work. They're just showing traffic in New York. That's all they show. It's why yeah. I, I mean Chicago. It's actually or Chicago. Yeah, it's not bad yeah. filmmaking because they're establishing what a mundane like uh, upper middle class just driving in every day and packed in on the elevator. Somebody sneezing all over him. Which I thought was very timely. Yeah, Yeah, very timely. (laughs) There's a bike messenger that brings his entire bike on a crowded elevator, only to discover that his target is on the elevator, so he doesn't have to ride all the way up. Perfect. Um, But yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) We've stepped right in the middle of the plot again. Um, No, this is is good. So we're back. uh, Where where are we? We've just got the the point where Catherine and Martin... They have sex because they see uh, Clark Gable's initials with Carol Lombard's We've skipped way ahead. Well, nah, not really, I guess. This is when the, they uh, get, the second yeah. sex scene, right? Yeah, this is the second. Uh, when they yeah. get to their next destination, it's San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah. They are arrested for smuggling the gorillas. But, well, they're all happy because they're like, all right, we're at San Juan. Um, Which is America. What? Yeah, well, yes, as we <laughs> discussed earlier. Sort of America. American territory. Uh, the uh, oh, There's something that happens in between there. I, I guess they've... 
And there's all the learning how to sail and cleaning up. Yeah, the there's like there's like three different times in the movie where they think they're gonna fire Captain Ron, and something happens and they're like, oh, we can't fire him. And and once they get to San Juan, it's like it, that's it. Martin's ready to be done with him because he's he's crazy. He's a crazy person. He just he he says he's eating yeah. my brain is the line <laughs> he uses. Um, yeah, I love that. He's like. He's, <laughs> Grabbing his head and yes. saying, he's eating my brain. Uh, and so they decided they're going to fire him, and he tries to have it out with Captain Ron in the middle of the uh, carnival, it looks like. I don't know what they call it there in Puerto Rico, but it's a... Caroline and Ben are partying. they call it in the movie. They call it car- carnival. The, the children the are partying with locals they've never met. Getting tattoos. Caroline gets tattoos. Well, there's another crime, uh, playing strip poker with a prostitute. They, well, ben not yet. Glasses. Not yet. <laughs> They, they have this argument, and then they lose the children. And once they lose the children, they go to the police, and I guess Martin tells them that uh, they transported revolutionaries to the island. And, uh, you know, they have the uh, – it's the trope of the nagging wife. She's, like, giving him crap because he did that while they're in jail. Uh, happens in this movie. Um Rightfully so, because he's an idiot for having said it. He was trying to get Ron in trouble, though. Then we right. find out this other stuff about the uh, the partying with the locals. Big party at the boat. Captain Ron loses his eye, his glass eye. Yeah, that that's what happens. That's why they get separated, in fact. Right. So then Martin and Catherine get released from jail. But with the help they're, of the state forced, they're forced to leave. Yes. Um, at that moment. Is and man, did we did anybody look up who that federal agent was? He has to be like one of the writers or something. He's a terrible actor. I mean, just awful. Uh, what was his uh, name? Magistrate? Uh, no, he, he no, that's the guy that uh gives them all the belongings. Oh, right, General Armando. His is name it, is Sunshine. Logroño. Dan Butler. Yeah, it's Bill. Bill, yeah. Yeah, Dan Butler. Dan Butler. Uh, oh, he's, he's an just... actor and writer known for Silence of the Lambs, Frasier, Crazy Stupid Love, and Captain America. Yeah, Man. wait, I know that guy. He's actually not a bad actor at all. His his scene in this is just horrific. <laughs> he was the voice of Leela's dad in the television show Hey Arnold. <laughs> oh. He was. He was in all the Hey Arnold stuff. Interesting. He was Rodin in Silence of the Lambs. He was Robert Briscoe in Frasier, one of the best television shows ever made. <laughs> Big Frasier head over here. Um, yeah, he, he is the, uh, the the federal agent, State Department guy that comes to rescue him out of there. And it's, it's over the top, his performance. Again, he's just like, yeah, you know, forget about bringing revolutionaries into the country. Uh, yeah. You got to leave. Forget your kids. But, you know. Yeah, they're going to make them don't leave. Don't worry about the insurrection. And then they get to the boat to uh, um, figure out that, or find out that there's a big party going on and they're very confused. And then they find out that uh, their daughter, Caroline, by the way, did you notice that, Ryan? I suppose you probably sure did. did. Um, has uh, met a local fella uh, named what? Did, what was his name? Mamba? Uh, or yes, uh, I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> who has 
uh, tattooed her, and then they ask her where the tattoo is, and she said, well, it's kind of a private place. Yes. <laughs> so she let some yes. strange man named Mamba tattoo her. And then <laughs> the kid Short's shows up. The line is like something like, oh, but Mamba could see it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the kid shows up and has an eagle tattooed across his chest and a beer in his hand, correct? Yes. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. Certainly. Uh, ben lives his best life throughout this yeah. movie. Martin freaks out, though. He just loses it. Uh, so fires the, the continue. You guys know what happens. He fires of Captain Ron. They leave. Because there's a strip poker game going on <laughs> with his son. Yeah. Another crime. And a prostitute. What I I can only assume is a prostitute. They leave Cameron in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And Martin also makes threats to the prostitute's pimp. Yeah. Yeah. So then, after they leave leave him in Puerto Rico, (laughs) he gets uh, (laughs) the Pirates of the Caribbean actually now take over the, the ship. Um, pirates, and now and now Martin and his family are stuck floating on a raft, which then lands in Cuba, where they discover the yacht there. Somehow, Captain. I like how they Captain just Ryan. skip over the whole. They just skipped over the whole taking the boat part. It's like, oh yeah, well they're coming. All right, guess we're on a raft now. Yeah, yeah. How did yeah. how did Captain Ron get to Cuba? He's Captain Ron, man. He was in Puerto Rico. He can find his way to Cuba. They land in Cuba. This is what Wikipedia says. The pirates find them, but with the help of Captain Ron, they are able to escape with the yacht. Now, there's a lot. That's doing a lot of work. That yeah, wow. There's a lot that happens here. Uh, the, the thing I noticed the most is a thing I didn't catch as a kid or teenager. Uh, the, the, the accuracy with which they depict Cuba is, is they do this through having Ron drive a 1950s uh, yes. Chevy, I believe is, is what it is, with which is all anybody drives in Cuba because that's the last cars that they could import there. Uh, and But he drives it up, you know, does a little Fast and Furious action in the middle of the movie. And it uh, surprising. I was like, wow, this is that one little detail makes you feel like, okay, this is actually Cuba when it was probably somewhere in L.A. <laughs> mm. Um. But he, so they, uh, he, he drives he with the family Cuba, in the car. <laughs> every place that they go, what usually happens is Martin Short realizes where they are and flips out. Or realizes they're not where they're supposed to be and flips out. They don't ever get to an island or a location without a reaction that they're not where they're supposed to be. It's kind of the trope in this film. Uh, yeah. Definitely happens in Cuba. Yeah. Anyway. The, the, their first destination... Uh, is the only destination I think that is their actual destination that they make. It right. And, and San Juan. Okay, and San Juan. You're, yeah. They so had okay. to get the storm to get there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't even mention the storm. Right. <laughs> that's why they they that's that's why they couldn't fire him there is because he had gotten them there through the storm. Sure. That he decided so, to sail Mar- into. Martin tries to choke him out in the middle of uh, when they're almost there. Now, oh, that was a great line. I don't know if you picked up the background dialogue, but uh, Captain Ron says, somebody grab his tongue, put a stick in his mouth. And I think it's his wife that says, he's had too much caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. 
so one of my favorite scenes so okay they have to figure out a way to get the the boat going right because the engine's not working because there's any oil earlier in the movie captain ron references that if i remember correctly he says it's a diesel all diesels love oil diesels love oil the way pirates love rum that is not true yeah <laughs> and even as a kid i was like wait a minute i don't think diesels even use that much oil anyway <laughs> he just knew that no one else knew them about boats and neither did right. he That's so it. we'll just keep pouring oil into this engine as it just drained at the bottom yeah yes anyway they uh he plays hurt because he knows that martin and his family have learned skills that he's taught them yes well we we uh the important scene that leads up to this is while he he has dropped Martin off to go get the boat ready to leave while he distracts the pirates. For some reason, the family stays in the car with him. This is the most absurd thing in the whole film. Right. They should have all gotten out of the car. And exactly. But you don't have this scene without leaving them in the car. They go. He backs in, turns out the lights, and waits for the pirates to drive by. And then uh, Ben starts complaining about Martin ruining everything and the the daughter starts to stick up for him and then can't think of anything that he's that martin has done right on this trip and then you see ron look extremely guilty and ha- and, and contemplative uh over uh, over in the driver's seat and then just like zoom in on his face contemplative and then that leads to this where they finally get back to the boat ron fakes being hurt yep Ron the perfect time when there's pirates shooting at the people up on, <laughs> right, on deck. But right. a good time for a life lesson. Yeah. But they get those sails up. Then the Coast Guard, the U.S. Coast Guard, fires at the pirates, scaring them away. And then the family and Ron get all the way to Miami. There's a great gag there. Uh, uh, earlier in the in the movie, you've seen Martin Short put a hole in the in the boat and nearly set it on fire right. with a flare. And at this point, uh, the wife, whose name I, I can't remember her name, um, but she uh, she's just had it with these pirates, and she's standing up through gunfire to get a, the flare gun back out. She says, "You put a hole in our boat. I'm going to put one in theirs." And then she aims at it, and she fires, and then you see this huge like explosion of water in front of the in, in front of the boat, and. It, you know, everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then you, then it pans over to see the uh, Coast Guard ship that is. So what's funny is this is. I had to check the years on this to see which movie came first, just like the ride in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> but like this, this was reminiscent of one of the, probably one of the best movie climaxes, uh, at least of like action movies, in Saving Private Ryan, where you got Tom Hanks. Firing his pistol at the tank on the bridge. Sure. And it blows up, and you think it's him. Or at least the plane flying, and it blows it up. And I was like, man, like that, this is the that same kind of six years later. Same setup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe Saving Private Ryan took it from Captain Ron. I'm yeah. sure it did. <laughs> it, Captain Ron is one of the more uh, influential films of our time. <laughs> this, this movie, though, watching it, it, it has a. It doesn't have a good rating anywhere, but I was watching it, and I'm like, this is not. It, like there's nothing bad about the movie. I know Ryan has mentioned the uh, illegal things that happen in it, but it's not. It's well, that's just like bad things. It's not. I'm just making a bad movie. Well, it's really freaking it, rules. Yeah, this movie is great. Yeah. I don't understand uh, why it is rated low. Well, like it's not it even like way. the it's, most absurd movie you could ever watch. It has a like, 23% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yeah, and it's not even like absurd. That absurd. Like, no, it's not bad. Well, let me put it this way: if you had said that at the very beginning of the movie, if you set this during Christmas time, this would be a Christmas classic, just like Home Alone. <laughs> sure. Oh, for sure. It's, it's equally uh, as over the top, funny action. But it's not. Maybe it's a not better as over the top as Home Alone. I don't. I, I don't. Maybe a better ocean based comedy. You can't. Down Periscope. Oh man. You nailed it, actually. <laughs> Dang it. I don't know if it's better, it but it's, it's as good. <laughs> that movie rules, man. Mikhail's so, Navy's not bad either. Uh, Paul Anka plays good. Donaldson, I believe. Yeah. So the final scene in this movie... Uh, no, it's great. Again, it's, it's, again, it's just like, a, it's like it's like another great movie of our time, Inception, where it's like, oh, what, what actually happens at the end? Yeah, the audience is just left to wonder, does he drive his boat into the cruise ship? No, I just drive. No, no, no. That's what's the, the final scene. scene. He is lined up with. Yeah, about to drive by. that boat into the side the of the other boat. No, there's no way he decides to turn around and start a life at sea. I guess. And right. they wave at Captain Ron, who is now taking a job as the captain of some wealthy people. But he's dressed completely different. So this and is, has both of his eyes. Both of his eyes. <laughs> he has slick back hair. Uh, not not the hippie uh, dude that lived on a Caribbean island for years or whatever. So this is what I've been waiting the whole pod to ask. Is Captain Ron the hero of this movie? Because he put this family through what he knew they needed to be put through. Is he an angel? Yeah, I would say not only is he here, uh, the hero, you, the case yeah. could be made. He's like supernatural. Yeah. The family counselor? He's like a fairy godmother. He is like Bagger Vance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. He he is a fairy godfather, as it were, or he's an angel. The, he's the wise sage who comes to help ever, these landlubbers learn the ways of the ever, sea. Landlubbers. You ever heard that uh, that great song by uh, country supergroup Alabama called "Angels Among Us"? I believe there are <laughs> angels among us. Send down is, to is, us from somewhere up above. It's Captain Ron. An angel among us. I don't know. But really, uh, it was his goal... This was their darkest hour. Yeah, exactly. Was his goal to try to break this family up and, and screw them over? Or and was both he the just giving females? them what they paid for? Yeah, yeah. What Or was he giving them what they paid for? He gives Martin Short a... Did he have a change of heart at some point? Uh, is this something he always does? He, he gives a... It's like a experience... For, it's a great question. For uh, upper middle class people that uh, need to get have a life changing experience. Well, I think the I think the he's answer might. I think my answer might be a little complicated. Yeah, maybe. I think he's a little bit of an antihero because I mean, he he does deliver. Well, uh, the, the main snake to their positive to the positive end. He gets the he gets the results, but uh, he has a little morally gray way of doing it. When life held troubled times and had me down on my knees. There's always been someone to come along and comfort me. A God. kind word from a stranger to lend a helping hand. A phone call from a friend just to say I understand. Now, ain't it kind of funny at the dark end of the road? Someone like the way with just a single ray of hope. It's Randy Captain Owen. Ron. Randy Owen, what a poet. Oh, I believe hey, Captain Ron is an angel. That's my children's choir singing on that song. Oh, no I mean, way. Yeah, oh yeah. First Baptist Church. Baby. Are you in it? 
Uh, no, I wasn't. Thankfully, not there. Uh, they took us. They took us up uh, to uh, Nashville to record the song and video, and um, everyone got sick. <laughs> Just everyone straight up got sick from whatever food they were serving there and craft services, and I was not there. Thankfully, but I was. I was a member of that children's choir, but I did not go. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well. So, Captain Ron, final verdict, Ron. Ryan? Final verdict, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Out of ten, uh, as far as quality or enjoyment? Yeah. Enjoyment. I, enjoyment, I keep it like a solid eight. Like, I, I had a good time. Would yes. you recommend this film to other people who have never seen it? Uh, I'd have to know their taste, but probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. What about if they are like, quarantined for the next 14 days? It. Right. Yeah, captive audience quarantined for the next 14 days. Like, you're not, they're not going anywhere. They might as well watch yeah. Captain Run. If you're looking for a good laugh, yeah, certainly. Is it worth a $3 rental? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Pile your family together in the room and watch it with them. And then it's like everybody's paying a dollar to watch it. Yeah. Um, have them look or away less. when the when the boobies are on the screen. Um, yeah. Uh, which you are blinking, you miss it. Like, I think Just that's tell really them it's a different time. Too. It was a different time back in 1992. <laughs> People were way more okay with this stuff back in the Clinton administration. <laughs> yeah. This movie was made in the Bush administration, came out. I actually came out before the Clinton. This was a Bush administration movie. That's true. That's true. If you got it on rental, I became president too. You know, back in the day, this movie probably didn't go on rental till 1993, if I had to guess, because you know things used to. It took for it took forever. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and it would probably have been right in the front center, like when you or the back center. I oh, mean, a blockbuster. Ab- absolutely. You walked in. You got to go to the very back, they in had, the middle, walk past everything else. Where they you had to the good stuff. At Video Plaza, I guarantee you they had 15 copies of this movie. Uh, How much do you think this movie made at the box office? Oh, I read this already. It lost okay. money. Chief. Chief. Uh, oh, now, are we saying this, I'm, we're not going profit? We're just wanting to know how much it made at the box office. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll do budget and box office. I'm going to say $25 million at the box office. Yeah, pretty good. It was, uh, it, it made 22 and a half million in the box office and the budget was 24 million. Okay. I was going to say the budget was 30, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I'm assuming that it's money. A, either they paid Kurt Russell and Martin Short a boatload of money, no pun intended, or they did a lot of, uh, on scene. Like, uh, they this filmed a lot of been, Caribbean. Maybe. This would have been Martin Short's like peak. So he was probably, yeah, he was paid the highest powers. Um, Kurt Russell probably was paid quite a bit of money for this too, because uh, this would have been around the same time as uh, oh, Soldier, uh, which was a Kurt Russell starring sci-fi flick, and uh, uh, Star Stargate Dude, was around this Stargate. era. Stargate was probably 1996, so it was a little later. Um, what else did, uh, did Russell do in this time? I'm looking at IMDb right now with Kurt Russell just because it's so good. Like his this Tequila time, Sunrise in '88, oh. Winter People, Tango and Cash, Back Tango and Cash. Oh, if you oh. 
that you gotta watch Tango and Cash, Ryan. You gotta watch his, Tango. His Cash. very next movie in 1993 is Tombstone. So. Oh yeah. yes. Oh, so yeah. he goes. I have it on IMDb. It's two classics. He goes, Captain Ron, Tombstone, and then he's the uncredited voice for Elvis in Forrest Gump, then Stargate, then Executive Decision, then Escape oh, from yes. LA. Executive Decision. Yes. Dude. Are we just gonna skip over that he was Elvis in Forrest Gump though? Yeah, he was. It was Elvis yeah. in Forrest Gump. I didn't, he, he's I did a big. Well, he was also Elvis in Bubba Hotep later in his career, and also in Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. Yes. Right? Wasn't he in Bubba Hotep with uh No, he Bruce was Campbell? not. He was, you're thinking about Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. Okay. Which is a great movie too. That's a I mean, it's a wild movie. He was Elvis in a TV movie in 1979. Well, uh, Ryan, were you aware that Kurt Russell was a Disney contracted child actor? I was not. Yes. Yes. He he See, has been acting since he was like nine or ten. Like, he's been acting since acting been acting, as they say. His first role is Kevin in Dennis the Menace. Yeah. 1962. Yep. He was a he's child actor. Filming, he's currently playing Santa Claus in an upcoming Christmas movie called The Christmas oh. Chronicles 2. Oh, yeah. He's in The Christmas Chronicles uh, on Netflix. Which it's a Christmas saw. movie. I never saw it either. Heard it's he's, all right. Yeah, he's great. And he was yeah, in Fast and Furious 7. Oh, so. Jesus. And 8, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so you, mean, you mean The Fate of the Furious? Oh, good God. Um, we should do all of those movies. Those movies for I'll do up. I'll do up to... Up through six. I'm done after. What? That. I'm out. The now. best one is five. Not only is it the is, best Fast and Furious. Is five series, the Brazil one? Yeah. Five's yeah. the best Fast and Furious movie and one of the best movies. Oh, it's great. To come out in the last 20 years. Uh, four, four, five, and six are great. Um, and they brought Justin Lin back for this, the, the one that was supposed to come out soon, but has been delayed now. Uh, but I'm not going to be tricked into it because eight is one of the most god-awful movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, I've, I haven't seen it yet. I need, That's probably what I'm going to do during quarantine. But I've been told that Hobbs and Shaw is like incredibly good. They're they're not gonna trick me into seeing that movie. They almost <laughs> Hobbs did. and Shaw. I I swore off them after eight, man. I I went and saw eight against my better judgment because I did not like seven, and eight was so bad. What? I, I liked seven. Oh, seven is so bad. Eight is one of the worst movies I've ever seen at theater. It is so Dude. bad. So man. bad. Hobbs and Shaw. I'm gonna watch it maybe this week. I've heard it is incredible. I. It, <sighs> The the thing that kept me from being tricked into seeing that movie was the I'm Black Superman or whatever that Idris Elba says in that movie in sure. the in the trailer. It's awful, horrendous. He's um, in peace for Idris Elba who has yeah. Coronavirus. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's in great shape. Okay. And he caught it early, so he caught it before he had symptoms. So you're he's probably good. Because uh, he's well, guys, pacing we pizzas. are. We are uh, coming to the end of our, hey, of well, our run. Hey, next well, week we're going to talk about Tiger King, and we've got a, um, a new segment that I wanted to tease out. It's not my own. I, I heard about it on the ticket on Dallas Radio, <laughs> and I'm stealing it. Um, basically, how you got into that is the name yeah. of the segment. We're going to have – I'm going to try to get Josh Black to come on and talk about professional wrestling because he's super big into that. Basically, just like – how you are a huge fan of whatever and not I'll, a ton of people are how did you get into that i'll talk about how uh well i'll talk about how i got into the yakuza series of video games how about that well i was going to ask you about star wars but well star wars sure. is obvious. every everybody loves star wars <laughs> no uh, 
Not like you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Star Wars movies, but you love Star Wars. That's true. That's true. Uh, did we, we talk do we to you wanna... about fish too? Yeah, we could get fish? into fish. That's the that's the probably the one. Not the Ryan, I don't know. That's the, uh, the Ryan. Animals. What are we talking to you about? Yeah, what's your weird? Figure it out. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, uh, Kansas, the Auburn Kansas game that was a year ago? As we record this, just before we sign off, we're recording uh, this and we've got Jared Day. Yes, we got Jared Day. Yes, we got Jared uh, Day. It's a, it's been a year since we beat Kansas so badly that I'm surprised they played basketball again this year. We beat them so badly that I that I got in the studio and recorded. We've got Jared. Yeah, yeah. We beat them uh, so bad they didn't actually make the tournament came out right before the game started. If I remember correctly. Wait, Kansas made the tournament. Well, yeah, they didn't make the tournament this year. Right? We beat Kansas in their last NCAA tournament game. They oh. were the number one overall team when the tournament started. The tournament this never year? started. Sure. Yeah, this year they would have been the number one overall seed. Ah, well, yeah, but the tournament too bad. never started. Too bad. There was no bracket. There was no selection committee this year. So. I, the one thing I just remember about just that saying. game is sitting on my couch, uh, I, because I think that was a later game, right? Yeah, it was like a yeah, eight it was or a yeah, I, I, sitting on my couch, everyone else had, had gone to bed, and I, I just was cackling for a majority of the game because, yeah, like, we couldn't miss. They couldn't yeah. do anything. We just so we destroyed. got Jared came out that afternoon, and the game was that evening. Yeah, and then that, that is one of the few games I've on. I've just laughed during. Yeah, it was, it was that much fun. I mean, we, that was we a were, team that nobody thought we were going to beat. Remember the Kansas podcast had me on. Oh, yeah. And That's they right. were very disrespectful. Not disrespectful, but they just like, did not think that Auburn had any chance. Because Kansas had as many Final Four appearances as Auburn has tournament tournament appearances. And so it was like, look, you guys don't have a chance. Well, it's not very many. I mean, good job, Kansas, I guess. <laughs> or titles. Sorry, they have as many titles as Auburn has tournament appearances. <laughs> Again, that's not very many. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Like they've, they've made the tournament every year for the last, like, 30 years. Five yeah. years. Yeah. Well, last year was the first oh, time they lost the Big Didn't make it and... this year, did they? Yeah. <laughs> How do you count that? No, that's a that's a story. We're for gonna that's find a, out. Yeah. We're gonna find Turn out. Streaks over. We're gonna find out how they count that. We're gonna find out what people do in terms of like streaks like that. Yeah. We're gonna find out like because a lot of these coaches, that's a huge bonus. So like yeah. Bruce Pearl probably has that in his contract. Make the tournament and you get. Dude, I wonder if that's why. I wonder if there weren't schools behind the scenes lobbying the NCAA not to give out bids. You might be right. I, it's I cost swear. Five hundred grand if they give out a bid for a lot of yep. schools. Yep. That that just hit me when you said that, and I didn't even think about that. I guarantee you oh. there were schools lobbying behind the scenes not to give out those bids so they didn't have to pay out the coaches. Oh, that's. Mm. Burns me up. And the, ADs, the ads might get bonuses for that too. I mean, it's yeah. it's a thing. And like, so how are they going to deal with those bonuses? How are they going to deal with um, advertising and all that stuff? Like, yeah. So mm. for that matter, like, think about a sport that's much less well funded. My favorite yeah. sport, of professional cycling. Sure. It might not exist next year. It's gonna be rough for like, you legitimately there are going to be a lot of teams and like the Bundesliga, there are going to be a couple of teams that just cannot, cannot pay well, their teams. That, so that's why the premier league, I, I think has, they're just determined they're going to finish this season. Yeah. Whenever they have Cause they to only do. need like, was it 11, nine games? Something like that. Nine games left. And, and it, which is a lot and it's going to screw up next season. It's going to screw up whatever they do. 
but they have all these deals where the teams aren't going to get money and the league's not going to get money unless they play those games. And I, like some of these leagues are just canceled and premier leagues like, no, we're not doing that. And that's why and I think Which, the Blue Leafs do the same thing, but I think they may have already canceled. They did. As much as I don't want Liverpool to win, hey Brandy, you're a fine girl. Uh, as much as I don't want Liverpool to win that uh, league, uh, it, it would be very detrimental to Everton for them not to finish the season and not get the right. money because right. they they want to build a stadium soon, and we need to sign players. And whew, that's rough. Anyway, hey girl. Lots to think about. Ryan has his dog in his lap, just uh, just so everybody knows. If everybody uh, out there could just sit around and think some good thoughts and say some big prayers, maybe we'll get over this soon. If you got but another movie, movie suggestions for us to watch and talk about, since we're not going to have sports to talk about for the next however long, uh, ever. let us know. Yeah. yeah, maybe ever again. Who knows? Maybe we should rewatch some old Auburn games and talk about them. Who knows? Ah, uh, you know what? Someone is sports? doing that. Come on. Who's doing oh, yeah. That? Drew McCracken is doing that. Let's plug the site. Let's plug oh, the site. Yeah. Drew yeah. McCracken doing that on the It's really good. It's really good if you uh, want to watch some really bad Auburn games. Yeah. He's picked the worst games in Auburn history and is rewatching – worst wins in Auburn history and is rewatching them all um, and commenting on them. And it's really funny. You should read it. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, for, for Ryan and Chief, this is Crow saying – Thanks for listening, and we really hope that you guys stay safe and stay healthy. Bonus. Oh, man, he's gone. I like that he just leaves. That means that's cool.